Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, you have heard the best. You've heard the greatest. They're currently offline because it's an issue of iTunes, something about a hack. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, for your ears only, WrestleCast Radio. EWI sucks. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony the Spider. <laughs> I got a new name for every opponent that gets in the ring with me. I call them pedal pushers. Pedal pushers. If you morons know anything about right. it. We, you, you know the deal. It stopped and it wasn't loading. And You know, Alex, first thing first, I would be screaming at Blog Talk like I normally do. But mm-hmm. Blog Talk put some money in your boy's pocket, so I can't yell at Blog Talk now because now they kind of are helping me pay for Blog Talk. So, Blog Talk, you rascally devils screwing up my intro, you son of bitches. <laughs> You're so cool. How's that? Is that better? Like, still yelling but not yelling? I mean, if, if Ted DiBiase thinks it's cool. <laughs> Ted DiBiase always thinks it's cool. You know what else is cool? I was going to wait till Damn later, it, we need but I'm going to see if this works. <laughs> is this it? <laughs> <laughs> that is evil. evil is that you? <laughs> Damn, I didn't know we were in the Tokyo Dome already. <laughs> oh my God. Three weeks. Three weeks. Are we at, oh. we're, we're on air, right? Welcome, oh. ladies and germs. WrestleCats Radio. Yeah, we Episode are. Episode 101. I just, I'm too comfortable. Yeah, 101. I, I get too comfortable now. Once we, we start going, I'm just like, yeah, let's just start talking. The hell with it. <laughs> Hey, that's what I've been trying to do for the last two years. Hell, even on the pop culturist, I've I've been trying to get that shit down forever. I mean, get that, you know. Hey, we're late night Friday. People are wasted listening probably anyway. Let's have some fun with it. Because it's it's 101. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Together, if you can hear that, that is the hands rubbing together. Because we had a couple fun shows. Nothing. Progress 79 wasn't. It, it oh really didn't gosh. Like, uh, an insane like title match or anything like that, but the damn show was really good. I mean, just it, just being honest with you, and, and I, I agree. Match- and and you know, yep. sorry to cut you off for the million time. Nope. Uh, well, it is episode one hundred and one, um, but uh, there's going to be a million more. But I, I agree with the seventy nine aspect because you know how I would say, yeah, there's sort of like a in your house, if you will. This was definitely. Like a no mercy uh, show, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. But you know, I I texted you earlier the other day, and as as in my old grumpy age, I've I've kind of kicked comedy matches to the curb. But I tell you what, we talked that anti fun police versus team tremendous oh, match it. of the year. Match of the year. <laughs> I loved it and praised it. Shout out to all four of the fine gentlemen. They. They 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 retweeted us and they they were appreciative, but they they deserved the praise because that was I, I watched Agreed. that in my hotel and I, I flipped the table over. I was having so much fun. I was like, this is this is when with the the uh, the See, it's not bad comedy wrestling when when the ring work is just perfection. And when I mean perfection, I mean four hundred plus pound dudes doing cartwheel. I mean, we're gonna get into it some more. 
But when you can dive over the ropes, dive through the ropes, jump off a ladder, jump off the roof of the building, and still look make it look graceful and better than Jeff Hardy had, uh, you know, in the last year or so, uh, you're doing something right. Or that video you you tagged me on Facebook in, like that guy should pay attention uh, to to of course uh, Bill Carr and uh, the the great uh, Santos. <laughs> I I gotta say shout out to uh. Shout out to the crowd because in their words, we saw nothing. We saw nothing, which, which, oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> so we got to talk <laughs> Progress 79. Uh, I finally, leading into about five minutes ago, I, I got this down to the wire all of the finish of All In on pay-per-view, but World Tag League happened on the 9th, so we're going to talk that. Alex, we totally forgot ROH is going down, so I think if we got some time, oh. I put it as a, I put it as a maybe because we know how we can get, but we got to talk oh, Final Battle and... I just got a preview TLC, right? A couple fun things on there. You know what's crazy? What I was thinking about before the show, like you were, I mean, you, you, everything you said in the beginning was like, wow, it's exciting. Pro wrestling, it's so fun. And you're, you're a hundred percent right. But if you would have told me, well, maybe not a month ago, six months ago to a year ago, when I, you know, when you say to me, oh, you got Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles in a TLC match, you know, and and then also you have. Becky Lynch, Asuka, and Charlotte in a, you know, in a three-way TLC match. And that's on the back burner for me where I'm like, wait, you have SCU, the Briscoes, and the Bucks in a triple threat ladder match. You have Lethal <laughs> and Cody with pretty good ramifications regarding uh, not only the ROH World Championship, but professional wrestling uh, come January 1st. Hell, Cobb and a Hangman page. Uh, Taven and Dalton Castle has some interesting, uh, I mean, that card in itself, and oh yeah, the tag match uh, for the final Road to Dome show uh, that'll be happening in a few hours here, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Mr. Will Ospreay battling the Golden Lovers, Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, <laughs> and oh yeah, we got a bunch of DDT to watch, and, ep- and, and chapter, not episode, chapter 80, uh, of of progress, which I I'm just gonna say spoiler alerts. I might have changed Ryan and started uh, a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did it already? So you saw it had already dropped? Yes, yeah. You you sent okay. that thing to me, and I was like, oh god, <laughs> like must watch one Do match, it. and what a hell Do of it. a match. Because progress is smart, where they they don't allow both of us to be on at the same time. They figured that shit out, so. We got we got to alternate on watching. So I I tell you what, you if you take care of progress today, I'll watch some ROH. We can flip flop uh, the next day, and I'll check out the progress. And you can get on that Fight TV app, check that out. <laughs> While you're checking it out, guys, check out ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast. Get some T-shirts, and then go on Grapple and follow follow us WrestleCast Funkmaster Plex. And, and rate some badges. <laughs> I unlocked five badges now, Alex. I'm pretty right. uh, pretty proud of myself. I graded uh, but... two, but when I was watching uh, Progress 80, um, I was thinking of uh, Progress 78. Uh, and, and, of course, 76 and 77, I was like, I want to go on Grapple right now, um, which I probably will during the show, and, and, and rate a lot of those matches from uh, Chapters 76 all the way to 79. So it's pretty awesome uh wrestling matches that i've seen so far uh pretty exciting pretty exciting to be a wrestling fan 
And oh yeah, in three weeks, a little, you know, show at the Tokyo Dome where one Mr. Ryan Cook, the technical legend, will be gracing, uh, you know, the Japanese audience. Yeah. Shut up. Shut, we got a... I, I got I got followed by a guy who only has four followers. What's up? I feel proud. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Come 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 see me on the ratings. <laughs> um, I, I I I got to level seven on this, and I don't know what that means. I think that means I just graded a lot. But uh, man, I I'm wondering if this means my little little diary goes away after the year because I don't have to carry around all this paper. Nope, you got it on grapple. Okay. All on grapple. Hit it up. What do you What do you want to go? You want to You want to open with progress since we uh, we've become such fond fans of this fantastic product. I uh, let, let's go, man. I mean, the the state of Brit wrestling lays in the hands of Progress Wrestling. Hell, dare I say, lays in the hands not of Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Bleepin' Havoc. Uh, but uh, a, new, a new faction, if you will, uh, a gentleman who yeah. kind of caught my attention, um, a very dandy looking gentleman who has a lot to say for sure, uh, Mr. Spike Trivet, uh, you know, kind of uh, with Pastor William Beaver, the guy who I believe was on the uh, the previous one, um, that was talking yeah. about how he was wrestling, you know, and he got injured in that same building, and you know, he, he had that great opener, um, you know, this kind of little, you know, four wrestler type of action of course uh but of course let's start off with a hell of an opener i i would say <laughs> yeah because i totally oh, man. that. mark <laughs> jordan devlin jordan devlin has definitely picked up some steam here in progress um i had first i think got into jordan devlin or seen devlin was in that uk tournament because i was still really new yes and green to the, to the scene, but seeing Devlin in this, in this light has been really fun. Mark Andrews continues his losing ways, which I kind of mm-hmm. like after the Eddie Dennis thing, it, it feels like they're kind of giving us a Mark Andrews redemption story a la Kushida oh, yeah. about a year ago to kind of see where Andrews is going to go. But yeah, Jordan Devlin takes Andrews out and it was a nice clean. He put Andrews down type victory. Like it was a decisive win for Jordan Devlin. Um, two in a row now after he defeated Chris Ridgway mm-hmm. at Progress 78. I wonder if they're going somewhere with Devlin because of, I don't want to say because of WWE ties that seems like Progress has, but I wonder <clears> if <throat> this is another reason why they're going to use Devlin more, or if it's just, hey, I'm glad we got Devlin in the company, let's use him and let's book him well. I think it's a little bit of both. I, I don't know if it's more so the spotlight, because let's be real, 90% of this progress ros- r- uh, roster <laughs> is on WWE, you know, network, you know, NXT UK have had some sort of exposure within the last year for sure. So, I mean, I, I don't know if that's a big thing. I think because Ryan Guy is a phenomenal talent, along with his opponent, well, the match that changed my kind of perception you know, technical strong style, if you will, with uh, him and Chris Ridgeway. 
Um, yeah. But those two guys are definitely on my radar for the upcoming year and makes me want to check out a lot more Jordan Devlin. I thought this was a very interesting matchup that he had with Mark Andrews, you know, the fan favorite, the guy running down to some good Charlotte simple plan type music in 2018. London, what is going on over there? But uh, hey, he is over like Grover, as some people like to say. Uh, but no, Jordan Devlin does not care about any of that backwards hat, baggy jacket and all, because he will <laughs> kick, chop, drop, kick, suplex, submission the hell out of you, as he did with Mark Andrews. But like you said, that redemption story is definitely in the works uh, after that hellacious TLC match at Hello Wembley. But no, uh, Jordan Devlin. As I stated, a uh, great win for him. That Ireland call kind of at the end, I believe, is what the, the finisher was, uh, was insane after that stiff kick and side suplex kind of sequence uh, into that finish. But Ridgeway and Andrews in 2019, I hope, will be huge for, uh, for both of them. But I think this will be Jordan Devlin's year uh, just in 17 days. Now, the, the opener of Progress 80, was that uh, Ridgeway and, and Paul Robinson? Yes, yes, it was. Okay, cool. And I, so, yeah, a great I'm contrast excited. of styles, uh, textbook, but damn engaging. That's for sure. It's it was I, a fun match to watch. I I went through on the grapple app. Well, here's the other thing I love about this. Not not to keep putting over grapple. Um, well, I I like putting them over. I I it, when I had that when I had a chat with the with the guys over there, I was, I was like, look. This is all free promotion on my end because I think this is the dopest app in the world, and I want people to do it because the bigger you get, the more matches we're going to get. So I'm going to keep putting the damn thing over. But I went through Progress 80 and 81 on Grapple just to see the card without reading spoilers and seeing if things were as good as they should be. So that's the beauty, I think, of this app is you can kind of preview a card and not get spoiled. So yeah. I'm like, all right. That's, that's why I saw that was the opener. So – I, I looked at that and went, huh, this could be kind of fun. <laughs> so I was, I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Shout out to Chris Ridgway, uh, engaged to Tony Storm. Uh, I'm sure he was engaged. Yeah, you saw, with, uh, <laughs> yeah that blew my mind. I was like, what? But yeah. yeah, kudos for uh, her repping her man. So on, on the Grapple app, what would you give the Mark Andrews-Jordan Devlin match from, uh, from Progress Chapter 79, which I am on right now, by the way? Uh, very much enjoyed it. Um, the the rating's going to sell low because it was a little shorter. I went three and a quarter on it, so I went above okay. average. But um, I liked the impact that they made with Devlin getting the win. Um, so that aspect, you know, I'd go way higher. But as for the match, you know, they didn't do anything that that completely blew me away. But the story they told was very good, and it and it mm-hmm. got over Andrews continuing to lose while Devlin's on the rise. So good, good three and a quarter match, which I'll take any day. If, if you're going to put, you know, a show of, th- you know, a couple three and a quarter matches in a row together, which is exactly what they did as we go to the next match. But I went three and a quarter on this tag match. I'm not mad when I turn on Monday night raw and I'm going star and a quarter, you know, I'm just like, God, get this <laughs> off of it. I don't even, that's the one thing I, I don't even write. I don't even write down Ron Smackdown. Like I said, in my book anymore. I just, I, I haven't written down a Monday Night Raw since October 29th. Wow. I just, like, uh, care. <laughs> 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 you know, 
Yeah. This is still my favorite. Not to get sidetracked like normal. Um, I should get the ding for every time we get sidetracked. Uh, I went back a couple days just to see how far it was because I haven't had a SmackDown in my book since. Holy shit. Um, yeah, I don't have a SmackDown in God knows how long anymore. I haven't wrote down SmackDown since August 14th. I only have about four Raws in here since then. It's all like, like instead of Monday Night Raw, I have the Ricky Choshu Produce Show from July 10th instead of where SmackDown would take place. Wow. Which saw Yoshiaki and Gota Isushi, the man who catfished Alex at Peter Pan in the opener. I went a star and a quarter on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yoshiaki Fujiwara is like, he's like 70, I think, and... Dota Sushi's not very good. This is this had a fun little show though, by the way. Uh Leota, Minoru Tanaka, Mitsuhiro Yoshida uh went three and a three and a half against Hayate, Tanasuke, and Yohei, the the uh Ritals from Noah, which I'm getting my uh Ritals shirt in the mail. I I I gotta order it off the Noah website. But anyway, what I was trying to get to as I went on tangent two, Super Showdown. Uh I wrote Super Slowdown, uh ten five eighteen. <laughs> I have New Day Bar. I have Charlotte Becky. I have Elias and Kevin Owens against Cena and Lashley. And then I have Iconics versus Asuka Naomi. And I don't have the winner underlined. I don't have the grade next to it. And there's nothing else written on the page. So, like, over the last two months, I've really just said, screw it. I've, you know, I'm just going to catch caps, I guess, because it's, ugh. I've watched Raw last couple weeks because I'm in my hotel room and I have nothing else to do, but... I just don't care. I mean, progress, DDT, BOLA, DDT, DDT, BOLA. I mean, Joey Janela. Pro- that's what's in my book now. I mean, it's yeah. eyes are, you know, in, in the words of Elijah, I might be too woke on the new wrestling community, if that's the real phrase. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it is or not. Shout out to Elijah if he's listening. I'm just giving you crap, as always. But uh, moving back into progress, so I stop ranting because – this is uh this is a long opener here. Uh we had Ginny and Laura Diamino defeat me to stand you. FML Solutions Incorporated. Yeah. If you're looking for a deer stand under your tree, FML Solutions Inc. Uh has your code to hell. You could even do payment plans so you can have a nice picture of a deer stand for that uh that hunter. Um, in your life. Hell, it's good for ducks, geese, whatever the hell you want to shoot with a gun, because it is the U.S. of A. Uh, but also, uh, not only can you do <laughs> payment plans, but it's also an effective ass, uh, you know, stand for, for all your hunting needs. Uh, check, out, check out FMLSolutionsInc.com. Again, FMLSolutionsInc.com. Tell them WrestleCast Radio sent you. Also on Twitter at FMLSolutionsInc. I-N-C. Zack Saber Jr., get us back on track. Why not, Doug? Who's Tranquilo now, dickhead? Jimmy and Laura Diamino defeat Nita Samuels and Charlie Morgan. Alex, this rocked. I went three and a quarter on this too, man. This was fun. Ginny showing off, getting ready to taunt, and then just gets Irish whipped through like nine rows of chairs. Just yep. And she's like, well, <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> this was a fun, fun little match. You know, and, and we went in there talking about how they broke up the House of Couture and we were trying to, you know, where are these two women going to go and when are we going to get the payoff from Progress 76? And, you know, a couple months later, but we got it and it was mm-hmm. fun. I, I enjoyed it. I um, I had seen, 
I think it was I think it was Nina Samuels was in the UK women's tour. It was either Nina Samuels or Charlie Morgan. One of the two of them was. Um, but I I, you know, Charlie was, Morgan was for sure. Yeah, I, I think that's who it was. And uh, I started watching some of that NXT UK, and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of looking forward to that blow off match. And yeah, it lived up to every bit of every bit that I I helped. I mean, it was no barn burner, but it was a really fun match. And that's you know, saying really fun is kind of the 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 theme to the show, I think. This was a really fun show, man. What did you think of this tag match? I thought it was a good match. Uh, everybody, uh, I mean, did did fan... That sounds like... The, the standout for me was Laura DiMatteo. Um, I thought she looked great. I like how, you know, she went back to her old ally in Ginny. Um, you know, kind of the lap dog, if you will, which, you know, of course, you know, you, uh, you know you're down the line. You definitely have a nice uh, potential matchup there, but yeah, build her kind of as, as her sidekick until uh, you got a big money match down the line. But uh, yeah, see more of Ginny has, is definitely a good thing. Um, I definitely get the sense of what you and Mr. Uh, Derek Fury have been uh, talking about her for the last year or so. So yeah, uh, very, like you said, a fun tag match. It kind of uh, built up, but uh, of course everybody was looking forward to the singles match and the debut that was going to happen a little later on. Yes. Uh, one thing I will say right with Ginny too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the next one really wasn't a match. It's true. Um, damn, I forgot that match was on there. Um, Ginny is, that girl stiff, man. She, I would love to see her get a tour of stardom and go in there with someone like Kagetsu, who might be my favorite woman wrestler in the world right now. I just watched them beat the piss out of each other. <laughs> I, when, uh, I, I checked out one of the UK shows, and it was Tony Storm, Dakota Kai. Excuse me. After wow. the match, Dakota Kai is walking to the back, and Ginny just Pearl Harbors her from behind. She falls <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Why, why did you? And then she's just talking Tony Storm, and Tony Storm's, like, not reacting to it because I think she's concerned that Dakota Kai's dead. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like this chick is this chick is stiff, man. And if where they're gonna where they're going with another person who got a good win um, and has a fun match, either eighty or eighty one, oh, I can't wait to see. I cannot wait to see her tangle with Ginny. But yeah, yeah sandwiched in between that was more of an angle. And you know, Alex, take the floor on this, I think, because you already kind of brought up two of the gentlemen, and I think you know with how excited you are for this new faction. Uh, Drew Parker took out Jimmy Havoc. We got the run in. wasn't much of a match, but thoughts mm-hmm. on this? This was about the one angle on the show. What did you think of this? I thought this was uh, it was pretty interesting. You know, like like I was saying, you know, I I kind of got a little bit of you know, kind of that that flavor of annoyance of like, okay, you know, Jimmy Havoc, you know, that's someone that you don't expect to get like just beat down or, or bamboozled on. Drew Parker, you know, didn't know too much of, you know, that aspect, but for them to get both beat down, um, you know, by, by these new sets of, uh, of gentlemen here was, was pretty interesting. Of course, William Ever, we, we knew again from the show before, you know, it has that, uh, you know, Charlie Manson, you know, let's just be real, Wyatt, you know, kind of uh, kind of effect, if you will, um, you know, you know, that that leader like uh, aspect um, with a, a ragtag or group of guys here, but uh, a, a different look for sure. 
Um, they definitely, uh, at least we know William Eber has no problems talking on the mic, um, you know, and, and kind of seeing a little bit of uh, a Spike Trivet uh, on, on YouTube the last uh, couple of days here after watching 79, trying to get a little feel for this group. Uh, this, this could be very, very interesting um, when it comes down in, into the new year of progress. And especially, you know, with the, the status of Brit wrestling, who's going to be signed and locked in a uh, you know, WWE NXT UK contract? <laughs> who's going to be available? Who's not? I think these four guys are, are ready to step up uh, for whatever the scenario is. What did you yeah, think I, of this run-in anyways? I, I'm, you know, it was one of those things too, once again, like we said, that there, there wasn't a, a giant need to do you know, any kind of crazy angle or anything, because it almost was treated kind of like you said to this more of a simple in-your-house style show. But I like the fact that they gave us something different. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. Chuck Mambo came out with them as well for, for the stable. Um, I can't remember what they're calling their, their, that stable. Um, God, why is that slipping my mind? Um, I'll, I'll define it out, but I, I can't remember what the, the stables called in there is that, that they started, but it's almost like it's, it's the new crop. It's, it's the new run of, of progress, gentlemen. Now, mm-hmm. William Evers, obviously former progress champion, so he's not new, but as you mentioned, you know, in the last time with, with him coming back from the injury and everything, we're kind of getting this new crop. And I think it's progress's way of kind of just solidifying some new stars Mm-hmm. Depending what happens with some of the old stars, if and when they're not on these shows anymore, and I think it's smart. If you look at New Japan, which we'll get to here in a little bit, they're so stacked right now. After lo- I mean, you know, once again, you know, we talked about AJ and Nakamura and Gallows and Anderson leaving, and how can they recover? Well. You know we're we're in year three, I believe it is year two. How many yeah, coming on year three. This this is the third year because because AJ's had three WrestleMania matches: Jericho, Shane, and Nakamura. So yeah, this mm-hmm. is year three without those guys. And if you look at Wrestle Kingdom this year, this card is so stacked, dude. Hiroki Goto doesn't even have a match. And yeah, if. If you look at the like, if you look at the past Wrestle Kingdom, and this, this 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 got brought up today, and I heard this, and it was a great point. You know, he's had a prominent match on like every Wrestle Kingdom. He worked great mood at Wrestle Kingdom two. He had the the Takeshi Sugera matches for the for the Noah title at the next couple. Uh, you know, he had the Suzuki match. He had the Shibata match. He had the Wrestle Kingdom eight. He had the Tetsuya. Or, Nine, I think at nine or ten, he had the Tetsuya Naito match. He had the tag title match with Shibata. So this is a guy that's prominently featured in a role, and he doesn't even have a freaking spot on the card. They built the company so well. So I think this is smart, smart booking for progress to start getting the next crop ready if and when they can't book British Strong Style, if and when they can't book Mark Andrews anymore. You know, those those four guys that are fully contracted now by the E. Um, I think there might, Eddie Dennis is, is under some kind of a contract, but I don't know if it's that exclusive one. I think Eddie Dennis is in a tier two, but regardless, it's still a guy in a tier two where if you're Eddie Dennis and you came as far as you did, and if they offered you the same thing, you're probably taking it. You, you know, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like it because I like watching Eddie Dennis, but you'd be dumb not to. Um, 
And Eddie Dennis has been featured in prominent roles on these uh, WWE NXT UK shows lately. So it could happen, but by getting this new stable out there, I think it's a smart move and it's a perfect way to do it because you have them take on a guy like Jimmy Havoc, who who these fans love and adore. And Mm -hmm. obviously we'll see him again in a little bit here, but Maybe maybe they're building to a six man at one of these shows to headline and you know having a big street fight because that'd be awesome. But I, I think they did a good job. Long story short, and you know a great way to do it. You it, it, it do it with Jimmy Havoc, and I, I feel bad for a couple fans there as Havoc was walking out. They're like, "Well, that was the reason I came to the show." Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. You didn't get to watch Jimmy Havoc wrestle. <laughs> but um, Wait, as you so, mentioned, so time out. I, I just saw something in in a few progress shows. So you're saying we get a six-man tag match that involved where, where I said earlier before the show, I think a, a low-key match of the year candidate could be happening on Final Battle right now with Jonathan Gresham and Zack Sabre Jr. So you're saying <laughs> in, in England, somewhere across the pond, we get the full team of British Strong Style, Pete Duntrent, Seven, and Tyler Bate for you lames, Um Versus Calamari Catch Kings and Timothy yep. Thatcher. Chris Brooks, Jonathan Gresham, and Timothy Thatcher versus Br- Seriously, that's a WrestleMania main event to me. That's a Hello Wembley main event. And we get to see that in a week. My mind, yeah. like, I'm well, giddy as hell. I'm giddy as hell. And Daniel Bryan, the- AJ Styles is happening in two days. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's another thing. I... I- I, oh, yeah. I had to look because I, I, I thought I might have missed it, but that's not, they, they're not even giving that the TLC match. That's just a normal non Yeah, I saw, that, I, I saw that too. I was like, what? Why wouldn't you get, yeah. I guess for, for health reasons, but. Well, because cause we get Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio in a chairs match. We get Natalia, Ruby Riot in the table ah, my knee. And then we. Randy, no. We get, we get Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin in the ladder match. The hell is wrong with that? (laughs) I hope Orton takes a screwdriver to his knee brace and twists it, just like he he did for Jeff Hardy. But the the thing that I'm jacked for is on eighty week, uh, uh, Trent uh, or Tyler Bate against Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. But yeah. uh, on <laughs> the show, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace. That that that's gonna get this right here again. The premiering. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Grace uh, defeats Isla Dawn. I went two and three quarters because it was kind of more of a squash, which surprised yeah. me with with Isla Dawn getting a lot of wins lately. Uh, you know, maybe they just built her up to to be fed to Jordan Grace, but I didn't hate it. Uh, I'm I'm excited and you know now we get Jordan Grace Tony Storm which I can't wait for. Mhm. Sorry, that's gonna be fun. Uh, yeah, no, dominant Isla Dawn. Uh, I I like how she you know you could tell by her 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 facial expressions and mannerisms like how am I gonna get through this? Like I I love that <laughs> she's like trying but she, and Jordan Grace like no I'm just gonna suplex the hell out of you right now. It's it was it was beautiful to just to kind of see it was it was good to see Jordan Grace you know get that big pop of course you know with yeah this was her debut correct in uh, progress here um, 
And uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting. So again, how does that go if she's an impact contract wrestler, I believe now, correct? How is that going to affect progress and the WWE tie-in or relationship, I should say? Especially with like Isla Dawn being in the, I think she was in that UK tournament too. So this is kind of, uh, the theme is, because who was it that, uh, that TNA pulled out LAX against? They were supposed to face somebody and it got pulled. Oh, oh yes, they were supposed yes. to wrestle the profits on Evolve. Yes. And uh, Impact surprisingly pulled them, not not the WWE pulling Street Profits, um, which is surprising for Impact, too, because you would think, you know, the fact that you guys are need, in need of a new TV deal, that you want um, all the exposure you could get. Why not put your guys against WWE guys? And you could even put that over. You could have, if L, I mean, I'm sure LAX wasn't going to win because it was, you know, for the tag title. But, you know, if, and, but if they got booked to win, you go back to your TV and you brag about that. You know, we just beat WWE mm-hmm. contracted wrestlers. You know, screw yeah. the competition. But I don't know what impacts. I, I heard this last Thursday, um, Either the one two days ago or the week before was, or last night was just utterly horrendous. Like to the point, uh, people doing that, people that did reviews didn't even finish watching the episode. So I'm kind of, on a botchamania standpoint, kind of want to check it out. So you're so saying like, five months ago was so long ago, huh? We're from the yeah. game changing show of Slammiversary uh, to people not even finishing. Um, but we were, hey, I guess I am back on. Uh, welcome back to WrestleCast Radio. Sorry for the a little uh, break in action. The internet couldn't handle our progress, love, but... Um, no, we were. What? Ah, anyways, <laughs> apparently I had to take a, uh, a a Friday. Well, I guess it is Friday still, so um, I had to take a little break there. But um, as we we're discussing uh, progress at Chapter Seventy Nine. Um, a championship belt, I, I guess, kind of like the never uh, open heavy, or I guess open championship uh, belt, the Atlas Championship. Uh, of of course, uh, Trent Seven uh, winning the title at Hello Wembley against the the awesome pro that is Doug Williams had uh, some fun, a few matches uh, at seventy seven. And 78. So again, yeah, I guess it's kind of like the WCW TV title. Um, nothing. Oh, well, I guess WWF or WWE never had their own. WWF. But, um, 
<laughs> hey, blog talk, you sly devil. You, you just had to do it again. But I got to be polite to you. I'll tell you what, because you son of a bitch, you. Well, you don't have to be too polite, kicking us both off. But anyway. Yeah. Maybe if you'd stop putting money in my pocket, put it in your goddamn servers, this shit would work. How about that? That feel I feel better now. Sorry. Continue with what you were going at since I just jumped in out of nowhere. <laughs> well, so so I mean, is this this Atlas title essentially like the WCW TV title, where he's like the new Arn Anderson, where he's just gonna <laughs> always have this title? Maybe. Meaning Trent Seven, it, of course. That was a hell of a. Cool, uh, uh, mis- you know, mystery opponent, though, by the way. Hell, Kent yeah, it was. I popped I, out I, of that I, the gym on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, once I saw uh, one half of the Aussie Open come out, I'm like, what? And then Kyle Fletcher was like, nope, I'm taking the challenge. Uh, wow. Bonkers. What's crazy about these matches, I would say, Kyle, in this title series, Kyle, Ryan, because uh, Kyle Fletcher, again, was the opponent, um, is these matches seem like they should last Damn! about five to ten minutes. But that's just to kind of warm you up for that final ten minutes of, of you know each of these <laughs> matches where it's just like, no, we're just getting started. Like Trent Seven, you know, of course, he was the Colt Cabana of, you know, across the pond, you know, is, you know, what I kind of, I, I guess he's never been called that, but that was always my perception of him, you know, a, a comedy guy that can actually work huge, you know, following, you know, young group of guys, you know, utilize, you know, see him as a mentor, you know, again, a huge following, you know, within uh, certain wrestling groups and, and Trent seven, you know, again, you know, seeing his stuff in the NXT, you know, NXT UK, um, you know, it was a little different because Tyler Bates, Pete Dunn, you know, kind of always take that. But seeing that this stuff in progress and the respect and and, and apparently the history that Trent Seven has with Brit wrestling uh, definitely has changed my look on him. And boy, Kyle Fletcher took him to his limits and then some. Uh, but Trent Seven definitely uh, using that veteran, uh, you know, mentality there uh, kind of uh, – you know, whipping that figure four kind of at the end after 19 dragon suplexes, but finally <laughs> getting that super dragon suplex uh, was, was just awesome. I thought this was a match again. Uh, not only, you know, I, I could see the Aussie open having successful singles career, hopefully not for a long, long time. Cause I, I thoroughly enjoyed that team. Um, but man, Again, just the future of progress, as we were talking about before uh, Blog Talk bumped us there, um, is, is damn looking bright, you know, no matter on what the contract statuses are. As Will Ospreay says, the tranquilo guys, settle down. You know, this has been happening since the first day professional wrestling, you know, started on the, uh, on the carny circuits there. You know, there's always room to grow. Hell, it's the name of this promotion, for God's sakes. There's always progression in wrestling and, and Kyle Fletcher was definitely a, a shine of that taking on the veteran, the old guard of progress, but uh, yeah, Trent seven, man, his cardio is on point. Uh, no offense, Ryan, but uh, I, I see you and him uh, could definitely put yeah. on a, a pretty good match. Um, you know, where you're just, you just looking at him like, like, yeah. 
like that guy. And then all of a sudden you're like, watch him in the ring. You're like, Oh, he's great. So, you know, that's, that's just how, you know, it's it, trend seven week, or I should say show after show uh, definitely uh, impresses the hell out of me. Uh, Kyle Fletcher, though, my God, some of the stuff he was doing, I didn't know how seven was going to get out of this match. That's your team, man. That's like, I'm, I feel like a proud parent with how much you love Aussie Open because you've come in with, you know, this is another pr- promotion that we, just like DDT, we stepped in here quarter three, quarter four of the year and, you know, started to really develop even more overseas. And, you mm-hmm. know, you've took, it's like a proud parent. And I'm like, look at my guy. He's off to college. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know you 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 popped for them before I did. And I'm like, all right, kind of this is Alex. You know, he's and he's gonna ride these guys every time we talk progress. We always see Aussie Open, and mm-hmm. every it's like, well, Ryan, why don't you shut your mouth and let me step up to the mic because Aussie <laughs> Open. <laughs> and I thought you were gonna lie, say, when I didn't see them on the card, you know, on the card list, I was like, <laughs> man, no Aussie Open. And then again, I popped on the triple, like, yeah, we're let's go, let's get this. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I would have a good match with Trent or uh, that I, I resemble Trent seven. If I wore a pair of trunks with my giant gut and uh, <laughs> chest hair and beard, beard in the, in the chest hair, that's for sure. But I, I guess, yeah, if you go there, <laughs> I kind of resemble a Trent seven, I'll take it. Now I just got to learn how to throw a on the top rope. <laughs> that on there. Um, next up, we had the, we did have tag wrestling, and I tell you what, Alex, I went four flat on this. Just like I, I went four flat on uh, Trent Seven and Count Fletcher. But yeah, that's what I went on, on, the, on the grapple. These great star ratings. Uh, once again, WrestleCast on on the grapple app. You can see all my spot on ratings. Uh, I drop all the time. Um, you know, let me let me pop my collar here. Anti fun police team tremendous. I loved, loved, loved this because I like I said, you know, I, I watch some of these comedy guys and I'm like, I just don't you know, I just don't have a, a an enjoyment for it as much as I used to, but for whatever reason, because it was such a different form with uh with uh, Los Santos uh getting so mad at, at uh Bill Carr that he pulls a gun on him and yes. we get, uh, <laughs> and, and he's like, Oh my, and the, the, I think it's the crowd because the second he pointed it, that whole crowd was like, Oh, like everybody just lost their shit for him doing this. So then, you know, Deputy, regular uh, reservoir they, dogs. Uh, Bailey taps in. And I still laugh every time I see Bailey on these shows because of the, the, the Holy Foley show when he was the one training Mick Foley's daughter. Um, what? For that, from the New York wrestling connection or whatever. But, uh, you know, he comes in and, and Bailey's like, Hey, look, I'm, I, he's like, I'm a, I'm a cop. Let me handle this. He gets in there. <laughs> Let's talk about this. And then he does the, the Jackie Chan and takes it. And everyone's like, ah, everyone freaks out. <laughs> Other dude for the anti pump police, his name escapes me for whatever reason right now. What's uh, what's his partner's name? Uh, um, Lieutenant Dunn, right? Yes, uh, there we go. I, I don't know why that's it should never slip my head because of Pete Dunn. And I always, I always thought that was like a tag team before I really got into him. 
because of the same mm-hmm. name. I was like, oh, they must be Dunn Brothers, like coffee. But um, so then he comes in. And Chief Deputy Dunn, I apologize. Chief Deputy Dunn. There we go. And he gets the gun, and I was like, oh, and everyone starts freaking out. And then a uh, car comes in and takes him from behind and takes the gun. And then the ref takes the gun, the and he, he throws it under the ring, which is hilarious, because now the ref's playing along. And then they all pull out second guns and start pointing them at each other. <laughs> Progress, you know, like the security guy the gets up. They all turn at him, and, and they hit him. And in the most brutally obvious fake, mm-hmm. which made it better thing, he reaches into his shirt, and like he could see him squeezing and shaking a ketchup packet to get red on his shirt. It's so obvious. It makes it so much better. And the crowd's like, oh, because they shot him. <laughs> and he falls off the It was the more believable than a guy peeing his pants on a mainstream oh, yeah. promotion. When, when, you know, we didn't have to watch Drink Maverick. We saw nothing. <laughs> we saw nothing. That was the best chant. This match, I rated on Grapple four and a half. For the wrestling, I'd say four. But for overall, I mean, I would give this a seven star if there was a uh, Dave Meltzer app. Um, actually, I wouldn't <laughs> have that app. But on, on, on Grapple, uh, definitely... I put four and a half because this was just, again, what wrestling's all about. When you can have a 400-pound guy do a cartwheel to start off the match and then just do the other crazy stuff, including Hurricane Rana's and and, uh, and Bill Carr, you know, doing uh, uh, kip-ups, just insane. This was oh. everything you want in a match. Please, ladies and gentlemen, Download the Progress Stream at it's like pivotshare.com forward slash progress wrestling. Pay your $9.99. Hell, it's $7.99 for God's sakes in American dollars. And watch not only this whole show, hell, start with the Hello Wembley, you know, watch Ridgeway and Devlin 120%. But right after that, you watch this tag match anti fumbleese Los Federales Santos Jr. And his partner, the always wonderful Chief Deputy Dunn, the only man that was over, or I should say under, 350 pounds in this match against uh, or over Team Tremendous Bill Carr and Dan Barry. Because this match will change your mind on wrestling. If you're tired of the stale bullshit that you are fed on Mondays and Tuesdays like this sheep was for many, many years, (laughs) you get where, quote-unquote, comedy wrestling can be utilized in a way that makes you not even have that stigma. It's just entertainment. Well, but there's Alex, damn good ring work. The payoff with it, too, that that literally made this, this little goofy segment as perfect as possible. When the ref goes to check on the crew guy, that's when they all go and hide their guns. Yeah. Like, they're putting their <laughs> they guns in, in the like, crown pockets and stuff. <laughs> But the best they part is they, they they wait till the ref's back's turned all hide it, which makes yes. me wonder, were they doing this to not get DQ'd because they killed somebody? Or was it just <laughs> that was the time to do it? But, it, you know, if I looked at it a different way, it made it better for me that way. I, I, it was always oh, good. And the rest so like, much fun. was awesome. And I apologize. The only thing that I wouldn't give this, the only reason why I didn't give this five stars, and it, it has nothing to do with anyone there was that little botch spot 
um, right after Team Tremendous hit that crazy, like, re- reverse razor's edge into a code breaker. Um, yeah. uh, Deputy Dunn, where then the, uh, I think, uh, I think it was Bill Carr, he accidentally fell on his partner, even though it was supposed to look like uh, Santos uh, was supposed to push him from the outside of the ring, like kind of pu- push his ankle into his partner. But you could totally tell Dunn was probably like, wow, I just took a crazy ass, yes, tag team uh, finisher. Um, and it didn't look like he was going to get up. So I don't know if it was more so of a botch, more so than a save, because we got about six more minutes of, of this fantastic match. <laughs> And to be fair, too, as great as this was, this was not Mustache Mountain Undisputed Era, no. to be fair. <laughs> you know, just, just being fair to, to, to do it. But <laughs> no, this was, God, this was fun. And it was just so simple. It was just so simple. Yeah. And it was, I, I, so last weekend when I was back in town, Isaiah came over for the, for football. And um, I showed him, oh, no, or what do you call, he maybe came over from, I can't, he came over to watch something. But I showed him, Walter and Zach Saber, and then from there I showed him Ridgeway and Devlin, and then I showed him Dragunov and Star, and then I showed him this tag match, and he was in love with this tag match because it was something just goofy that it Different. wasn't just you know wrestling people are trying you know that were 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 showing him it was something he'd never seen like that before and he couldn't take mm-hmm. his eyes off he's like this is the funniest thing I've ever seen like this is better than TV you know. <laughs> Cause it's so it was so ridiculous. They're panicking. There's there's a sold they out. They carry the crew guy to the back, like a Russian <laughs> to the back, like the other crew members. You had a sold out crowd in this building, panicking that somebody had a fake gun. Like you don't just <laughs> get that. It it reminded me of a pro wrestling gorilla crowd. And once again, mm. if you haven't watched it, Alex, watch that that nine minute and fifty second clip of of pro wrestling gorilla about that ten man that I showed you. Yeah, I gotta show that or see that because it is it is ridiculous. It's it's goofy comedy stuff like that again, and the crowd makes it so much better than it is. It, it was beautiful. Um, and then we got semi main. Eddie Dennis defeats Mark Haskins. Uh, Tight. We get, we get another run in uh, by uh, by Evers and and company. And yep. That's why I was alluding to. I wonder if we get if it sets up for a six man. Um, ah. Fun match. Eddie Dennis. And then what you mean Dennis an eight man? Ha- you know Jimmy Havoc oh. and uh, dude's gonna uh, team up with with maybe Haskins and Dennis. That, well, I was thinking, I was thinking Haskins, Dennis, and and uh, Havoc. Wasn't is there? Four, there's four. Wait, there's Drew four Parker. Guys. Yeah, there's four guys here. Yeah, was it Trivet, I, I forgot Parker, a... Mambo, and then Ever? Yes, yes. Okay, so yeah, that's perfect. You could have a crazy eight man scramble death match type thing. That'd be dope. Any like I look Jimmy Havoc these hardcore matches. Have you gone back to to Progress seventy five? I think it was, and watched the uh, the crazy Jimmy Havoc Will Osprey street fight. No, so, I just got I almost, really excited. Where's my Xbox controller? Because <laughs> when you do subscribe to Progress on Demand, you can watch it on Xbox, PlayStation Four, High Def on your beautiful 
high-def 4K television with your Bose surround sound, and it is wonderful. Yeah. I, okay, so I won't, if you're going to watch it t- today or now, I'm not going to spoil it, but there is a table spot on the floor that blew my mind that they, not, not that they even did it, but that they thought that this was a good idea to attempt. Um, Especially Osprey with, with, you know, kind of where he's at internationally at the moment. Yeah, to even kind of do something, as you're saying, is very... uh, I wonder if that's why he missed that show, that New Japan show he was supposed to be on. Ah. He got hurt from this because... Shortly after, you know, like he he worked the U.S. show and then he was out and missed uh, Power Struggle. So I just I wonder if this did something where he needed to take a little like take a month off or whatever because this was this goofy dumb that they tried this. But um, Dennis Haskins, I went three and a half stars. Eddie Dennis isn't a guy that blows me away with these knockout matches, but I just think he's really basic and I don't I don't mean basic in a bad way, but. His matches are very simple, but I really absorb them, and I really like them. If that makes sense. He's a, uh, <laughs> I was going to say he's the Kevin Nash of this generation, but um, but he cares. Take that. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I shouldn't oh, yeah. say that, but no. I, I like Eddie Dennis. Um, I, I thought this was a little bit more tamer than, of course, the TLC match. I loved that feud, even though I just knew – of that one match, but that, that, the, the chemistry him and Andrews had, of course, and, and just, you know, the emotion in that where I could see the emotion with these two, you know, again, these progress veterans with, you know, this is Haskins for God's sakes is his chant, you know, versus Eddie Dennis. I, I thoroughly did enjoy the kind of this match. I'm sure I would have, you know, gravitated to this more like a hello Wembley, you know, gimmicks aside, of course, you know, with, with these two guys, but I, I thought this was a, a really damn good match. It was just kind of a, com, uh, a, a come down from uh, the tag match. Uh, I should say the tremendously fun, not anti, but fun uh, match we just saw before this. But um, I, I wasn't too upset, you know, with, with kind of the beatdown after the match as well. Um, you know, as we stated when the two guys kind of came in there, but uh I, I thought Haskins kind of getting that win was uh, was pretty interesting, you know, kind of like the the Basler pin at uh, at NXT Takeover War Games here. Yeah, that, that's a good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. And I, I'll say this too: I liked Dennis Mike Bailey from uh, from '78 a little more, but you know, it it just the match I think wasn't designated to knock your socks off it was more just tell a good match take some time up and then build this angle so correct i yes. think they did their job uh main event though i went four and a quarter travis banks david star this was i almost went four and a half on it it would have been a little bit longer um not saying it wasn't long enough but you know it, it it's it was a little slow and then they really picked up and it got really <laughs> stiff those shots slow that travis well, the first couple minutes, like, oh no, maybe it wasn't. They went, at, they went ham right away. They were just. That's why I was like, this is a street fight because David Starr. <laughs> there was no awesome introduction, man. David Starr <laughs> jumped like a rocket at Travis Banks, and I was like, oh god, okay, I need this match. I was like, Starr wants blood right away. Uh, the running suicide dive after he's beating the hell out of him, you know, in the entrance and in the crowd. 
Uh, I thought this was fast paced from beginning to end, just, you know, sprinkled in the middle with a brutality galore uh, from the chops and the kicks to the suplexes and the brain busters. Oh my. Uh, these two, uh, like you said, I, I was a little worried because on my timer it said 19 minutes. And I'm like, a David Star match can't be 19 minutes. A Travis Banks match, who I sort of fell in love with during that UK tournament uh, with NXT, where it was him and uh, uh, Gibson that kind of caught my attention out of out of that crop. Uh, but Travis Banks, you know, kind of seeing this, this rough, tough version of him, I am loving it. And again, this roster of talent is really really special guys you know whatever happens with walter mustache mountain you know mark andrews you know eddie dennis give me your david stars your travis banks your mark haskins your team tremendouses you know your jordan devlin's god willing we can keep them on the the progress chain uh, (laughs) train but uh hell aussie open you know all that stuff i think hey just like Will Ospreay said, wrestling will be okay. Yeah, I, I do like CCK heel Travis Banks more than WWE babyface Travis Banks. It, it wasn't like the work was bad. It was just a little weird. But, yeah, this, this was a fun match. I tell you what, David Starr was chopping the hell out of Travis Banks. Mm. Oh, my God. And Chats I mean, were pink. Some, some of the and, – and the fact that they just kept going back and forth with some of those chops – um, I feel bad for Travis Banks. Like David Starr looked like he was like, all right, let's just keep going. And Travis Banks, you could see he was cringing a little bit. And I, I, I kind of attested a little bit to Daniel Bryan, greatest Royal Rumble ever, where you know he comes back oh, from an injury yeah. and hey, welcome first back. He does he comes back and he gets lit up by David David Starr chops. In the last month, I've learned that David Starr and Tetsuya Endo are two of the hardest chopping people I I have seen in in, in a long time. Not named Roderick Strong. Uh, We're gonna have a new you know set. obviously the some of the yep yep keep going Roderick Strong. Oh, otherwise, some of the oh, yeah the, some of the New Japan guys. But no, what what do you want to do a segment on? No, we we should have a new segment called uh, Alex is going to mark out. Um, but but everything you kind of said, I was just like. The chops galore. Uh, again, I thought this was old the hat, but these guys literally beat the hell out of each other. Like I literally have in my notes, chop fest and chest are beaten red. <laughs> Running knee by Banks resets the match. Wait, another oh. reset happens after brilliant sequence of a double standing lariat, hard chops, German suplex, and a brain buster. And they both fall after again another running yeah. lariat, double lariat. Ran, and then I was like, double "Wow!" I, yeah, that, that double. <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" I, I, awesome. It was just, it was great, and I was like, "Wow!" I feel the brutality they are giving each other at this moment. Wow! And then I was like, and then he just John woos the hell out of uh, out of Star. Yeah, that, that I love the fact that I love the 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 running knee. And it was done with a, with a with a down David Starr, so it was like quick hit mm-hmm. the rope and drilled him. Like it wasn't like a yeah. long like the Daniel Bryan across the whole ring. This was just boop, bam, and he's down. I, I remember I looked at that and I went stealing it. it was the first thing I said when he did that. <laughs> I <stealing> that. <laughs> and then and then Travis wow. Banks stopped chopping him and 
going to kicks to change it up, and David Starr goes, nope, and just keeps chopping him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, Travis Banks, like, like I, so so we'll use Demetrius as an example because he's the one people know on the show. We'll, we'll go, me and him have been in a chop war, and Demetrius will kick me, and I'll know, okay, he doesn't want to get chopped anymore, so I'll go back and kick him. I get it. I understand where he's going. Travis Banks kicks him, and I start laughing because David Starr's like, no, and just keeps chopping him. <laughs> like that, that's, that's not going to fly. Oh, I know where um, I was going to go with that uh, question by a Mark segment. Um, a little inside wrestling here. How do you, like you said, you could just tell by your opponent where you're just like, okay, I have to stop this. Because like you said, David Starr's like, no, I'm going to do this for another 20 hellacious seconds. That probably seems like an eternity. I know you can only puff out your chest so much, but like, do you just become numb? Is it the adrenaline? Is it a mixture? What goes through your body as you go through so many chops? I I think my my thing is, if I puss out, it's going to look bad. So I got to keep going, but... No, I mean, even look at Travis Banks. After a match, did you ever, like, fall down and be like, oh, God. Like, okay, no one's here. I can finally be human. No, the worst, the worst for me, I think, was there was, um, was after I wrestled Mike Shell in NIW, where, um, I mean, we only had, like, a seven-minute match, but it was the stiffest match I've ever worked in my life. And God bless Mike Shell. He's one of my favorite people. But he's a guy who will get annihilated in a, in a match, just, uh, like, devastated. And he will act like he's never been in a fight and, you know, oh, yeah, you know, I'm cool. Like, he plays everything off. And his, uh, his, his cousin, uh, Tony Taylor, used to wrestle with us. He, he, he met up with me, and he's laughing. And I'm like, what's so funny? He goes, he goes Mike could even sit down correctly after how hard you were kicking him in that match. And he's never... <laughs> in pain and I remember that night I was I was in my room this is when I lived in my apartment by the by Maplewood Mall and I went sat in a bath that night and I was almost crying because I I was so sore from what we did I couldn't I couldn't I I physically couldn't sit comfortably I was so sore like it was one of those things yeah we beat the shit out of each other I I have it on a DVD that I actually found when you were over that last time. But next time you're on, I'll show oh, you. It's yeah. Short. The stuff. Yeah, all that NIW stuff. But it was, I mean, it was, it was really stiff. The other one was the one where you and Elijah came with the North Dakota. Me and Demetrius had that like 25 yes. minute mat. Um, and we pu- we pulled over on the side of the road from sitting in that car. My body tensed up so bad. I was in dire agony in that back right corner of the seat uh, of of the car. I didn't I didn't really say anything, but in my head I was I almost screamed with how sore I was when you guys were sleeping. I that's why I kept going. We should just keep going. We should just get home, or we should get a hotel room. I didn't say why, but that was why I kept nagging about either going somewhere and sleeping or just getting home. Because I, we beat the shit out of each other so bad because you guys were there. You know, I took that suplex in the bar, and I think that yeah. my body. Yeah, that was stupid, Ryan. Why were you? Why did you do that? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, oh, Alex and Elijah are here. You know, I gotta. Yeah, we, we want you guys to live, not, you know, <laughs> shout out to Al- for three people that rush the ring and attack, you know, <laughs> your br- uh, yes, shout uh, out to Fury's the group brother. 
ran into the uh, when we left the Elks Lodge and that the the crowd chased after us to see what we were going to do and that dude tripped over the ladder and how, somehow didn't spill his beer when he fell that was hilarious and uh, wow shout out to Al who was um, basically had like deja vu of Matthew going EWI sucked. Because at this EWI show, he gets an FCW chant started, which is hilarious. <laughs> Alex is running around like a, like a Jack and Coke or something going, MC Dub, MC Dub. And you can see him on the camera. <laughs> it was so dope. I remember Demetrius just smiling going, Alex is crazy. I said, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let him use but the I mean, ring, Mercer. Let him use the <laughs> ring. But it was, you know, it was in a situation like that where if you look at it, we would go into like a forearm spot when one would, one would go to the thing, the next would follow, you know, and it's kind of like it's your dance partner and you're, you're following their lead. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the easiest way to kind of describe that was that is, oh. you know, he obviously does. No, I could have been a dick and just kept chopping him, but <laughs> you know, we got 10 more minutes. And if I piss him off, and he hits you real hard, and I hit him real hard. Well, now we're going to get real stiff with each other, and who knows where we're going to go because we might try to do something stupid. So, you know, it's one of those things where I'll follow his lead and I'll go to the kicks. But like I said, David Starr wow. was like, nah, sorry, dude. I'm going to just keep ch- <laughs> Not today, son. <laughs> By the way, I'm starting this Chapter 75 match. I didn't realize, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle on Jimmy Havoc. You know, I'm like, eh, I get it. Um, but his outfit is awesome. He carried an axe to the ring and he has like American psycho type, uh, wrestling gear with the Punisher shirt. And I'm hyped for this match. And by the way, it's two out of three falls. Hardcore. (laughs) How is, where's this going to go? Dude, it's, it's, you're, there's going to be, you're going to pop while we're on radio and I'm not going to know what happened because it's baby Osprey. How does he go from this to then showing up all jacked? Because he's not jacked here, as he did showing up to yeah, like Power Struggle or the show beforehand. Yeah, because this was before um, before Hello Wimbley. Um, shout out to Will Osprey. That I don't know if you remember I posted that video, but he had that entrance where he like was a spy and he shot people with like hoods over their heads and the back of their head. And he did that to show the new side of Osprey with what he needed to do to take out Jimmy Havoc. Like he had Ooh. blanks and a gun. It was like boom, boom, boom. It was nuts, this entrance. Wait, is that Paul Robinson as the ref? I don't remember. Maybe. Because because they're oh, looking yeah. at him. Yeah, cause, yeah, because they—that's—that's that's right. Because they—they had to build to the fact of '76 to talk about the history of Havoc uh, and Paul Robinson because Osprey was supposed to wrestle Havoc at '76, but the Osprey oh. got pulled just like Zack Sabre. Yeah, otherwise we would have had this match and then uh, Walter Zack Sabre at Hello Wembley. Although oh, I am so glad we got Walter Tyler Bate because that match. I, I, I'm telling you, I think that's my match of the year right now. You know, we said we were going to have our awards kind of together by the 16th if you were in town for TLC, and I got about half of mine done. I'm going to work on them again tomorrow so I can email them over to you, but I, that might be my match of the year, man, is Walter Tyler Bate. That was incredible. Just incredible. I God, that was good. Um, well, Jason's also, in got, the house. If you guys want to see something really tight, 
uh, we'll be talking about it the next day or two when we get back to you. Uh, DD2 Grand Prix Night 3, I went four stars. Tetsuya Endo versus Mike Bailey was awesome. Ooh. Ooh. And not to downplay the chops, but um, Puma King sounded like he didn't have a body suit. He got chopped so hard by Go Shizaki. So I oh, forgot about Oh, Go Shizaki. Yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> like the image came to me, I was like, "Oh, I could totally see that. That would suck." Yeah, I I totally forgot. Uh, there's, there's, not to spoil it, if you did, you watch Night Three yet? Uh, I have not. No, I was well, trying to work, and then we got crazy slams. Puma King's doing his normal, you know, cat stuff on the rope. So Goshizaki yep. hangs him in a tree of woe and starts chopping him in the stomach to try to get him to stop. <laughs> Uh, he hits Shizaki so to me is a bit of Uma King was like He tried to sit up And Shizaki is like no And threw him back down <laughs> and, it, oh, and just whack whack I think he got him in the nuts once <laughs> he, You could see him like trying to eradicate himself From that corner Shizaki to me seems like a beautiful Hybrid of Of, of Masahiro Chono and and Tomohiro Ishii, for some reason, it just seems like those two styles just blend, and and you have Go Shizaki. Again, I've only seen two matches with this guy, but again, he can move, but he's just that old school type where it just works. Um, where like you're saying, your match of the year, I I mean, I have two match of the year possibilities that you might laugh at, but sadly, they both might involve Tomohiro Ishii. And again, oh. a low-key top five is definitely Tomohiro Ishii and Minoru Suzuki over at Power Struggle uh, just a, a few months back here. That, to me, was freaking classic, mixed with a little bit of modern wrestling, but all just old-school ass-kicking. And, and to me, it was just what, what wrestling was, is, and, and can continue to be. I, I would have only laughed at you if you would have said, you know, because my match of the year is is uh, from payback, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. What? Uh, you know, is that even a pay-per-view anymore? I don't know. I'd have been like, you son of a bitch. I'd have been like, you heel turned on me, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, once again, I'm going to reiterate, I cannot wait to hear the uh, WWE year in review with Dave Ritter when I'm in Tokyo, if you do it. Um, it's because be I'm taking Yeah, notes. he is locked in. Okay. He is locked in. Um, when, when I hear praise for how great uh, the Rey Mysterio-Jeff Hardy match was, from uh, SmackDown Live or whatever, I'm going to start writing a novel and post it on the Facebook page that uh, I am officially removing myself from the conversation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, there but won't I, be a lot of pro. Trust me. I no, think it'll I pretty much be the rise of Becky Lynch, uh, the rise of the women's division. Uh, not even the rise, just just the consistency of uh, of the women's storylines, I would say. Um, and what happened to AJ? And more. Yeah, I... God, it, I don't want to get into that because this will be a topic that will take us a half hour, but... yeah, it, Honestly, I, we'll probably talk Wrestle Kingdom. Like, hey guys, we're going to talk Wrestle Kingdom 13 probably in three different shows. Oh, we'll God, have a watch-along. 
We'll have a Ryan on location, and I'm sure I'll probably <laughs> yeah. just do a show of like, oh my God, I'm watching Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, and and, and is- to be fair, the week before I leave, I, we'll probably between the two of us, we may have a two hour preview show just ourselves. I mean, I would take two hours I, just I, for the first I, four I, matches. <laughs> but I I ultimately can't wait to hear it because as you know when we went to Dragon Gate what, nine, ten years ago, whatever it was. Um, the, you know, went with you and Dave, and you guys were big WWE heads, and this was your first exposure, essentially, getting to this outside market, and you really wanted to go check it out because of that, and you had a great, you know, you mm-hmm. had some, I know you had a great time. And, you know, Dave was like, yeah, I'd love to go check out another wrestling show, things like that. So that was, like, the first time you guys kind of watched something different, at least to my knowledge or with me. Well, you know, to so be now fair, we... Dave knew, I would say, a lot of the wrestlers. I remember you guys were talking about a few, and Dave always had that outside knowledge okay. where I was always like, WWE, WCW. Like, he was like he was like the Ryan of my youth, where he's like, you got to check okay. this out. I have this tape of ECW from like 95. We're going to watch. He was like, what? Okay. <laughs> which he switched them from his older brother, you know, and, and his friends. So, you know, that's how, you know, we kind of, you know, so yeah, he always had that knowledge overseas. They would always watch that stuff on like YouTube before it was even really YouTube, you know, kind of in a way. <laughs> a daily motion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it, so that's what I'm, I'm really intrigued to hear about, you know, another perspective on the WWE year. Cause it's, it's, I mean, dude, the, the, the last two go home shows to raw or for the pay-per-view on raw were the two lowest shows in the history of the company mm-hmm. company. You know, history. It's, it's, not a, it's not a coincidence that this week was worse than last week. And last week was the worst ever. And now that's, and the they had a TLC ever, like, match. They had a time yeah. where it wasn't people landlining their friends like, hey, you need to watch, you know, Mick Foley win the WWF championship. It's, hey, Twitter, Facebook, Daily Motion, you know, and Periscope. <laughs> hey, TLC match. But then when you put in the name Baron Corbin, you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> no Can offense you? to Baron Corbin, but it's just no, like, but, how do no. you watch a TLC match? With two hours, uh, not even an hour and a half to preview, since they really can't do it, do any overrun anymore on Mondays, um, which still makes the show seem longer. Um, so it's just so interesting. He handcuffed him. That's awesome. Think of um, uh, excuse me. I wish I could edit that out. Um, think of think of this Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Is opening and closing with Baron Corbin and now with a heel referee Heath Slater. Just just wrap your head around that. This is if you look at the talent pool that this company has, they should be blowing people out of the water. And they're not. They 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 don't know how to make a baby face for the life of them. Seth Rollins is the closest thing to a star baby face they have. Finn Balor could be if they actually pushed him. Mm-hmm. They're doing a Daniel Bryan's doing a great job. I, I Daniel, by the way, Daniel Bryan Mustafa Ali was actually really fun. I was glad they did that. Um, now it's just a matter of do they capitalize off of Mustafa Ali? How good he did. Um, did you watch that on Tuesday? I'm gonna sum up uh, what you just said with one word: 
no. <laughs> no to are they going to capitalize? Uh, no, not yet. It, it is something I I, I am anticipating and, and watching. You have to let me know if you get frustrated as I did about one part of the match, though, and it's not their fault. It's the company's fault. So we'll save that for a future Ooh. show. Do they show anger. the crew of 205 Live kind of anxiously waiting in the back like, ooh. <laughs> no, but if a good, why do I keep yawning? Son of a bitch. Um, if it, there's a part where you may miss like I had initially missed because of what SmackDown usually does, and it was like the most crucial part of the match. So ah, that's why I'm... Yes. You see it. Gotcha. Um, but I mean, they're doing a good, you know, the Daniel Bryan heel thing, I'm I'm okay with. They didn't, they're not botching this. Becky Lynch has been great, you know, with, she was the heel and, you know, now she's just kind of the, the Steve Austin tweener, which is totally fine because it's working. That, but it works. this company did not build a baby face for the life of them. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I just, let's I be real. I mean, we we are in the era, as we have for the last couple of years, hell, where the baby face is really irrelevant in a way. And I think they're just finally getting that, Ryan, where we're so used to them trying to throw down a baby face down our throats. We're like, wait, what? <laughs> where, you know, where, where's, you know, they're, they're shoving, yes, a Baron Corbin or whatnot down our throats, but... Yeah, they don't have the Cena's, the Reigns, you know, of, of that capacity. I mean, a hell, they should have, you know, annoyed the, you know, the audience with AJ Styles, but it just made us more confused on on the direction of where it was going. And he's been champion all year, you know, essentially. Where and we're still like, what the hell are they doing with him? So it's, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura, they made Rochambeau cool again. You know, 10 years at the South Park did. So, hell, even longer than that. But, you know, it's, I, I think, again, they just realized it where other promotions have, have been doing that. They followed that Austin model. But it's just the WWE was trying to veer away from that. And finally, just 10 years too late. And and that's the other thing, too, which which blows my mind about it, too, is like you you look at you look at just the landscape of how easy wrestling is and how well they can they when they actually apply themselves they can make it okay but it's just it, like how come nobody questions like the booking here and, and i mean that by saying you had two babyface champions in your company this year um one on you know the smackdown obviously the WWE champion and your NXT champion and both of them have been overshadowed and poorly booked Alistair Black's hey, title reign was a joke. And booking and, a show is hard. Didn't you hear the the guy who called out uh, Demtris during the Art of Wrestling broadcast and Jimmy Jacobs say on Twitter this week? <laughs> oh yeah, Jacobs did say it. Uh, it like I get it. You're you're being. You're standing up for those guys, even though, because you know you did something stupid and you don't want to burn a bridge, but come on. I mean, it's, they can't even get, like, one Raw a month half the time. To be fair, to be fair, I will say this. It probably is hard when you're being micromanaged by Vince McMahon and then Kevin Dunn. Let's be real. He's the Dick Cheney. Of the whole operation. He's the real guy that's he's the real bad guy. He's the guy in Vince's ear saying, No, do this. 
No, do that. Don't listen to Paul. Do this. So let's be real. As we said in the show in the past, you know, Kevin Dunn, that's that's the real uh, non-MVP of this year. And it just, you know, you could see it. So, I mean, as as much as we give a crap on, on creative, I mean, it's it's the guys that give the final say. I mean, it's like Bischoff always be, says, you know, on his podcast, he's like, hey, I'm the one in charge. I, I somehow approved it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, kudos for him owning it, you know, but like, like last week or the week before the one, one of, one of the two lowest ever Vince McMahon, like two hours before the show rewrote the whole show. Cause he didn't like it. And then it just, it didn't matter. And this week, mm-hmm. this week felt like the biggest desperation stretch of trying to get fans back. I've ever seen. You open the show advertising a TLC match. There's a title change HLA. on the show. <laughs> they got HLA. Rosie and Jamal somehow are back together beating up hookers Whoa. or whatever, or strippers or whatever they were. From the de- was he a zombie? I will never that forget what Umaga. Uh, <laughs> zombie Umaga? Oh, my God. It's like an action figure. When uh, Umaga, like... <laughs> Yakuza kicked that chick in the gut and she went about nine feet across the rope, like the ring. Like, I was like, oh my God. Then the other chick got Samoan dropped. Like, like if you put that on TV now, you probably get ratings because other people want to beat up hookers and strippers too. So, sorry, sorry. I was, I was trying to see how far I could go. Um, But they got to do something. I mean, it's, and, you know, once again, maybe this all elite thing is the best thing that could happen because maybe then they're going to realize they have to start doing something. But then again, they just got a billion dollars. But they from are. They're, they're, dollars from they're doing the uh, the New York Yankee thing. They're trying to buy up anything and everything. Kushida and Punishment Martinez and the yeah, other guy. Punishment Martinez, who makes his debut in Jobs. Like, that was just, That was great. Like, hey, we we signed this guy, and he's just going to put over Matt Riddle. Okay, cool. And that glad, guy won a championship. <laughs> Whoa. Somehow my Google just uh, just opened up, like my Google voice. Punishment Martinez. Yeah, Punishment Martinez thought I said, okay, Google, for some reason. Oh, no, I did it again. I, I, I walked into that like a bad joke. Um, but I just, it just, it, it's frustrating. It's a it's a lot of bad. And they're getting a lot of desperate, and, and I don't see it get like uh, this mix match challenge thing. They've had is gender really going to be thirty? Well, it's either gender and Alicia, or Ember Moon and or no or Carmella and uh, Ron Gillings. Our truth. If like, they actually go ahead with the winner of of the men's Royal Rumble. As because let's be real, a women a women's Royal Rumble surprise wouldn't be as big as like let's say The Rock was number thirty, yeah. you know where you know if it was like a Lundra Blaze was number thirty, but like yeah that's awesome, but you know it's not like The Rock you know the you know anyways if if like Jinder Mahal is coming out if they go out in that fashion. What gets the biggest booze, that or Rey Mysterio, when he came out at number thirty, when it was supposed to be Daniel Bryan? <laughs> um, 
50-50, depending who has or hasn't showed up. Like, I think number 29 could get booed the worst if, like, Kenny Omega doesn't come out because then they know for sure he's not coming out because Jinder's coming out. So 29 you know what might be get tight, What if R-Truth wins? He does a dance break and somehow dances to the backstage, which then Kenny Omega comes out. <laughs> And then he says, ah, goodbye and good night, bang. And they're like, you can't use gun silhouettes, you're fired. And then he goes to Dragon Gate in Chicago. And oh, my Jumara. God, what is he going like, to do? What is he going to do? <laughs> yeah, like, and, and here's the thing is, too, like, obviously when they added the stipulation middle of the middle of the event or the, the league or tournament or whatever, that they obviously had a plan for it. But they've had, like, six different injuries. teams have changed because of injuries. Yeah. Um, there's only like one original team on Raw left, and I think it's Jinder and Alicia Fox are the only team that didn't get hurt, and that's probably because Alicia Fox and Jinder are the ones hurting people. Ooh. Um, but I just like who's to say, Alex, that they don't go out and just completely scrap the number thirty thing and act like it's not a real thing. You know, basically just like they treat it like the SmackDown uh, prelim match when Raw was supposed to sweep. <laughs> like, uh, oh, my gosh. What um, if Truth no. win, R-Truth isn't even in the Rumble? I think then you'll have keyboard warriors like us uh, call them <laughs> out right away. Um, no, I... That they might just go, wow, that didn't go as planned. They'll never remember this anyway. Like, am I that no, crazy? No, what will really think- piss me off is if they somehow do like a double count out or double disqualification or something, <laughs> and then no one avoids it. Because that's something that would happen. Oh, man. That, that's, that's it. Forget what I said. That's what's going to be. It's going to end in a double count. That's how you get out of it. Nobody's going to be in there. And then, and then Vince McMahon's going to be in the locker room doing this. <laughs> He is evil. Let's go back to those low ratings. What do they always say? What's the adage, Ryan, in WWE television? When you have low ratings, what do you do? You put more McMahons on television. Guess who's coming back this Monday? Oh, God. Oh, the chairman Vince? of the board himself. <laughs> Man. <sighs> You'll get your fans that applaud, sucks. that say thank you, Vince, yada, yada. Shouldn't you boo the hell out of him if you're in that crowd or wherever they're at on Monday? I'm assuming California. <sighs> Sacramento, I believe it's Did in. I... Br- breaking news. This company sucks. God, this company sucks, man. They can't. Oh, I'm so. I'm just. I'm irritated. I'm very annoying. So, uh, December 9th, uh, the World Tag League final happened. Our opening contest was uh, the team of Hiroshi, Hiroshi Tenzan, Satoshi Kojima, Yuji Nagata, and, the, and Manabu Nakanishi defeated the team of Togi Makape. Toma Hanari, Shota Omino, and Ayata Yoshida. 
Nice, simple opener, but nothing special. Yes. Alex, what'd you think? Uh, my my thoughts exactly. Um, no, it was, it was. Where are my newts? Uh, no, this was a lot of fun. Um, just due to the fact that again, Jogi Makabe, I love how he takes that leadership on with the young lions. Um, again, I thought this was a match where it made me kind of like look at these guys and be like, okay, I need to pay attention. Uh, like I told Ryan guys, I was like, I'm actually watching it from start to finish <laughs> and having a good time. It felt like coming back home, you know, my, my first venture outside of the universe. And we haven't really watched a lot of the tag league, you know, minus the first couple of days, all of a sudden it's over. But, uh, but no, this was, uh, this was really, really, really nice to see. Um, it was just nice to see Kojima, Tenzan and Nagata all over again because again those are guys I usually you know kind of you know brush off into the fast forward but I pay the legends their due this was a fun match and uh yeah Shota Amino man this guy's gonna be awesome yeah he's gonna be he's gonna be awesome he'll be he'll be a nice addition I I, I bet he's the next to go on excursion Speaking of excursion, mm-hmm. I kind of want to check back up on our guy Harai Kawato and see how he's doing with the with the bleach blonde hair if he's still rocking it in CMLL. Um, Ooh, uh, that'll be interesting. I'm still I'm so freaking irritated right now. Um, <laughs> Minoru Suzuki, I, I just literally think it, it just oh it bothers me. Uh, Suzuki Goon, uh, Takashi Izuka, who they. Unleashed at the end of the match against Chuck Taylor, thereby taking his mouth guard off, his Hannibal Lecter mask, <laughs> and Killer Lead Squad defeated the team of Jeff Cobb, Michael Elgin, and the best friends when Chucky e. T goes crazy with the team. Yeah. Again, like he, you know, that's been the, 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 the whole tag league is they've been losing by DQ because Taylor's just been snapping and beating everyone up with a chair. Continues to happen here. Um, fun little match, though. I went two and, two and a quarter. Um, Nothing special, but I, it was cool. I mean, it was uh, my biggest takeaway, Alex, I, I, before you jump in. Uh, Lance, are, when they do the normal one guy's in the corner and all four run and do a move at the guy in the corner like they do in all these multi-man matches, um, Lance Archer took like 12 minutes to run across that ring. I've never seen somebody run so slow <laughs> from one I'm like, God, is he going to get it? It looked like a montage video. And I thought video. this was like, the best shape Archer's been in in a while. Yeah, he looks great. He was, I mean, the, the wrestling was great, but if you ever get bored, Cardio, go back bro. and watch how long it takes him to get from one buckle to the other. Because you're like, like it, it literally probably took two and a half seconds to run, you know, 20 feet, which you should be able to do in three steps. <laughs> Oh man, it's like me uh, after uh, eating a lot last weekend, trying to you know lose all that back. Um, yeah, no, I totally feel Lance Archer. No fun match. Um, you know, again, nothing to uh, to go home to mom about. But uh, I'm I'm liking this this uh, formation of Suzuki Goon. I guess you know with with um, Killer Elite Squad back with Minoru Suzuki, and yes. Um, the, the the craziest guy with the claw and the deadliest teeth on the planet, uh, Takashi Yazuka. Um, I was confused with the Chucky e. T thing. Uh, I I was really uh, kind of taken aback. This was a team a month ago where I kind of predicted, I was like, hey, they could be a wild card. 
apparently I was a way off uh, and, and not to put, uh, you know, the, the actual um, aspect of professional wrestling and, and kind of the gaijin in this company. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a little baffling, but, you know, um, I would say the next tag match was a little bit, uh, a little bit more, uh, more entertaining. Yeah, I went a full three on this one. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Shon Yo Rapungi 3K defeat the team of Zack Sabre Jr., Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and El uh, I hate Good you man. so much, Ryan. I hate you. Why? Because you get to see Tomohiro Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, dude, this... That's my that, main event for Wrestle Kingdom. I'm sorry. That's a match where I'm like, oh, cue evil. That's a... Here, here's 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 two takeaways real quick. One, not just saying this because I'm going, but holy shit, this Wrestle Kingdom card is wow. Un- I mean, like we joked, wow. like I said earlier, how you know Goto and Suzuki don't even have spots on the card because of how stacked it is. Good God Almighty, this whole card is unreal. I don't know how, if they want to give this show proper time, this is going to be a five-hour show, not counting the hour-long pre-show. It's a six-hour show. <laughs> You're the fastest six hours. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Um, the other thing, it, it, notice no ROH title match. They have a Rev Pro ah. instead. Is this, is this New Japan severing their ties? With the elite, I know. I, I no. I just think they didn't have room, and not well, knowing what what's going to happen with the elite, with Cody, you know, kind of with all that aspect. I I just think they just there was no space for well, any but, Ring of but, Honor craziness. This match, this match is what is is what makes me think it because why not do a Ring of Honor title match instead of a RevPro title match? Like, why are you suddenly Because it's R- Tomohiro Ishii and Zack Sabre Jr., that's why. Because it's already two guys in your company that's going to be, no offense to Jay Lethal, but, I mean, if you're not going to give me Lethal Gresham, I, I really don't care. That's that's the match that'll suit that Japanese audience. You, you say Tomohiro Ishii, Zack Sabre Jr., you're going to get people flying all over from Minnesota and saying, yes, please give me more. And, and I, I'm with that. But I mean, look at last year. If I remember, I told my girl, Ishii was in the never gauntlet. Like they didn't have a spot for him. Yeah. But I think Ishii uh, has, has gained such a cult following outside of the Japanese market that he's been a part of for God knows how long I, I would assume 20 plus years, at least where uh, again, that's my God. That's my Okada. You know, I'm so sad that he's not, you know, I hope he gets the main event again, you know, shows down the line. I just, this is the guy for me, he's the bee's knees of it all. And and for him to get a showcase with, uh, I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. again has been doing it forever too, but a young whippersnapper, a guy again with such a following, um, this is just going to be... 25 minutes of the hardest hitting submission based lariat wrestling uh, that you're going to see at the dome. And I hope no asshole is in your way so you can enjoy the presence and the masterpiece of the show stealer of Wrestle Kingdom 13. Yeah, it's, and you know, it, the other thing that makes me wonder is with the Bucks and those guys being ROH contracted talents, 
with them uh, not having ROH contracts anymore? Is that New Japan going, all right, well, it was a good time letting you use our talent, but the guys that we want on your shows aren't part of your company anymore, so we're going to go somewhere else. Hence, here comes in RevPro, and now they're belts on this show. I just, it's just, I don't know, it's a little peculiar to me, like, just no, I, I, I just think there wasn't any space and the rough pro just because, again, their guys are part of that promotion. And it seems like they, they built a, a nice foundation over the year by having Agreed. more rough pro on, on the, uh, on demand. And, and you know, that relationship with ring of honor is strong because they got another tour coming up, you know, and, and new Japan stars are on it. So I, I don't think, the relationship, you know, is, is faltering all the way. I just think, yeah, like you said, maybe they're going to say simmer down a little. We're going to see because we got our West Coast, you know, New Japan, you know, segment hopefully kicking into uh, a full gear sometime in 2019. And and who's to say that they don't make a deal with All Elite? And that was yeah, I mean, there's guys, a lot, you know, there's a lot with that too. You know, what would be funny is you know I was kind of saying last week you know, kind of the territories where, you know, of course it seems like Vince and the company are trying to kill kind of what seems like the territories building with independent wrestling over the last two to three years, where it seems again, that more territory basis of the seventies and eighties before again, uh, Vince Jr. Kind of, you know, bought them all. Um, what if in a weird way, when, when trips finally does take over, he builds it as a whole universe. I don't know. It's just a wacky, wacky dream, but I think with the respect and love of pro wrestling that he has, ah, man, wouldn't that be nice? But as, uh, as I kind of become into a clear thinker, um, again, why don't all, you know, all elite new Japan impact, you know, it seems like they are kind of forming those relationships where, you know, maybe we will see more talent exchanges, you know, kind of, especially when all elite kicks off as JR alluded to, there won't be any BS politics involved. Do you think that finally could be a reality? Because, yeah, a billion dollars from Fox, that's fine and all, but you can't buy all the talent, can you? I would hope. <coughs> Excuse me. I would, I would hope not. Um, sorry, there's, I got I got something uh, something I'm looking into here, and I, I need to – I'm trying to dig into this. Um Give me give me a minute here to see if this is something that's that's for sure going down. Um, we but uh, let, let's jump into the next one real quick. Not to not to get sidetracked, but this is pretty interesting. Um, Shingo Bushi and Tetsuya Naito defeat the team of Yujiro Takahashi, Adam Page, and Chase Owens. Um, I went two and a half, as simple as you can go. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching Shingo in there with Adam Page. Some fun little spots. Uh, Naito getting the victory, the, the the pin obviously over Chase Owens. Uh, don't new show, shirt from Naito, but um, is doing anything for you? Um, no. The only thing it really did for me was I was I watched uh, a few of the the last uh, being the elites, and my love of Yujiro is at an all time high. And all I kept thinking was uh, Takahashi telling Hangman Page, think for yourself, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this match, 
and, and the other thing in the back of my head, Ryan, was I kept thinking, where's Jericho? When is Jericho going to come out? What promo is <laughs> going to come out? So, I mean, I was kind of looking forward to that. And then when it just kind of ended and everyone went to the back, I was like, oh, that was very underwhelming. It was kind of like an AJ Styles match in 2018. But it was just like, ah, yeah, it was. it happened, you know. Simple, you know, six-man tag, and and we move on to another simple six-man tag. Yeah, we got uh, Jay White, Bad Luck Fale, and Taiji Ishimori defeating the team of Toriyano, Kazuchika Okada, and Kushida. I think the biggest takeaway for me on this match was after it was all over, Makabe comes in and makes the save before the Bad Luck, uh, bad luck drop or whatever he calls it or the bad luck fall and mm-hmm. the crowd popped hard. Is this, you know, a, a great bash heel reunion? Um, where is nah. this going? You know, does this, is this mean they're shaking up the factions? Is Yano going with Makabe and Honma? Um, is Makabe going to form a team with Yano and Honma's just going to be relegated to six and eight mans. Cause he just can't go anymore because of that neck injury. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really was interested as to where this is going. Yeah, I, I honestly wasn't too familiar, kind of with the uh, the the GBH uh, stable there um, as much. Uh, so that that's kind of you know gives me a little bit more of a nuance, you know, kind of the post match there. Um, but within the match, I mean, it, to me, the you know it, it was nice to see Okada. And Jay White, you know, just kind of, you know, letting it kind of get to a, a soft boil. Because, again, that, that match, that, that could main event any show down the line. It just happened to, you know, happen with, you know, uh, the, the current MVP of of wrestling, um, you know, Tanahashi, the ace there, and, and Kenny Omega. Um, but, yeah, Okada and Jay White, that's, that's going to be crazy nasty uh and then oh yeah kushida and uh ishimori um but this toriyano togi makabe so i mean how long were they kind of a a team there um that was they yano and makabe were kind of the ones that joined up and formed chaos with nakamura um oh. you know eight eight nine Which years ago Japan English just dropped a chaos you know kind of a part one where they, they did with the Bullet Club, uh, some really cool stuff they're doing um, over in New Japan English, whether on Twitter, YouTube, and whatnot, Facebook. Um, but they just released part one of the Chaos History, um, and that was something I was going to check out after the show. So maybe I'll learn a little more from that. Yeah, it was, um, it was I think, God, there's a few people in that. Loki, I think, was in the stable. I might be wrong, but I thought Loki was in it too. Yeah, there was, it was it was because originally the name Chaos was because they were a heel stable. Um, Nakamura took you know was the guy who started it. Um, and Carl Anderson was in it for a while, I believe, uh, before venturing off with uh, with the Bullet Club thing. Because there was um, Sword and Guns um, at Wrestle Kingdom Seven, I think it was six or seven challenge for the tag titles. And um, that was Machine Gun and Hiroki Goto. So that was in Go- that was before Whoa, he that was joined. A team? Um, yeah, Sword and Guns was was their name. Whoa, but that was that's awesome. I I can't remember if that was before. I think it was. 
I think that was after he was with uh, Giant Bernard, and I think that's when Anderson was in chaos. So, but I could be wrong. It's, a lot of those early years before Wrestle Kingdom six and seven really are blurry to me. That like six years, seven years before that was just like the Anoki time and stuff. I just I didn't I fell out of it and and wasn't a fan of it. I, I that's when I started getting into Noah and stuff like that because I just didn't like the I didn't like. Uh, Fujita as a champion, and I didn't like Bob Sapp as a champion, and I just they didn't, it just didn't you know they didn't do anything for me. Nothing to get you know. I mean, I get what they were trying to do, but you know, Kazuyuki Fujita is like a three time champ, and I'm like, get the hell out of here! I just didn't think he was that good. But uh, you know, anyway, um, I th- so I know this happened back in June, or was rumored about it in June, and Kenta did go and work that match against Mara Fuji, but. It sounds like the the WWE and Pro Wrestling Noah in the next week might uh, have their alliance formed, which would be Whoa. their progress in Japan. Which that's why I was like, hold on, I got to look at something. Give me a minute here, because <laughs> that's you know that ties up Nakajima. You know, there's a working agreement with. Does that mean Marufuji? You know, I don't think anyone at WWE is ready for Go Shizaki's chops. So they might want to rethink this. Um, so I don't. I don't this, this is weird. It's just it's a weird company for them to want to do it with. But I guess I get. I mean, I, I get. I, Pro Wrestling Noah had a relationship with TNA, hence why uh, Taiji mm-hmm. Shimori was always working there, and Eddie Edwards was over there wrestling like Cano and such. But I don't know. I know the Noah Impact thing soured away. I thought so. Maybe this, I don't know, we'll get more hopefully soon. I was I was trying to research online, and I couldn't find anything. Interesting. So, yeah, so we'll see where that goes. But, yeah, check out that chaos stuff. It's, it's pretty interesting how the, the stable actually started when it, when it was going. But um, we well, didn't get even, a uh, oh, I was on the, uh, yeah, the, the New Japan website, um, speaking of chaos, and I saw their hat, even though, yes, the hat you custom-made – many moons ago is pretty damn awesome. Uh, I need to give you some yen uh, to grant me an awesome chaos with the nice uh, red letters on there. My yeah, God, that, that the big, bold chaos damn. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still got to try to get my uh, my New Japan windbreaker, wind, the tracksuit. That's like what I've wanted since I was like 12. When, I, when, when all the New Japan guys at Starcade 95 did the W or yeah, 95 when they did WCW versus and new Japan and they all had their red track seats on. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to have one of those with the, 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 the sports on the back. Oh, it's so cool. Uh, <laughs> Juice Robinson, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Raisuke Takuchi and uh, David Finley uh, are defeated by the team of Marty Skrull, Kenny Omega and the young bucks. Fun little match. Um, you know they, they they did a little bit to extend the uh, the Tanahashi Okada thing. I I thought it was I, I I was entertained by Marty and Taguchi at the beginning with the double drop yeah. down at the same time. I've never seen that before. <laughs> I was like, ah, that's cool. The he does the he does his 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 strut and then Taguchi does like a weird peacock whatever the hell he was doing and that was that was pretty entertaining, but. You know, solid match. They did. It was a typical match. Young Bucks didn't do anything too crazy. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. They had some fun comedy. Awesome spot with um, Nick Jackson hitting hitting a a 
uh, a hanging lug blower off the middle rope and, and Matt coming in with a senton over the top rope. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah Taguchi yep. Yep. goes for the flying uh, butt attack at the beginning. Totally misses Skrull. He was... <clears throat> He had some height on that thing. I mean, he didn't. He didn't have height like um, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, who the hell was it? Yuki Ino had on that Snapchat I sent you guys on that splash from the the DDT show. But he had some height on it. So that was pretty funny. It was, it was a fun <laughs> little match. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was nice to see you know the one of the last times. Um, you know, with the elite there, uh, you know, kind of, you know, having some fun in the ring. Uh, Juice Robinson, though, going full Randy Savage. I don't know if I like it or what, uh, but <laughs> very intrigued uh, at at his Wrestle Kingdom matchup. But uh, Tanahashi, Kenny Omega, it, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of hype around uh, Wrestle Kingdom, um, you know, with their main event. Uh, which I'm sure we'll get into, you know, with, with the weeks to kind of uh, come. Now, again, wow, he totally missed that 950 uh, dive. Um, my question to you, and of course, we will talk about this, you know, be, leading up to the show. Like you said at Wrestle Kingdom, I, I forget which number. I'm assuming it was 8-9. It was where it was Naito Okada the first time, where that was, you know, voted not to main events. If they would have yeah. done that at Russell Kingdom 13, what do you think would have won uh, the the poll to main event at the Dome? Because it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of love. I think it's a great match just because of that post-match we, we saw at your house a year Tanahashi. ago. Where Kenny Omega, <laughs> you old fucker. Like, to be able to like, whoa, that guy really hates that old Japanese guy. You know, that was before, you know, I was like, I knew really who these guys were. And and I was just like, whoa, they really do not like each other. And I like that. It's simple. It's, hey, you're old school. I'm what's now. I'm better. I'm the ace, not you. And Tanahashi's like, hey, if, you know, show me respect. If you don't like it, I will make you earn it. And I think, again, that is where it's going to be an awesome match. But again, it just doesn't seem even like at Naito Okada last year, where of course Naito was the biggest thing in, in wrestling, if not on the Mount Rushmore of 20 is, you know, 17 leading up to, uh, you know, Wrestle Kingdom 12 here. Um, again, do you, do you think this would have stayed voted as the main event? Or do you think one of the other matches well, could have? Here's here's I think the one the one factor you got to look at with Tanahashi and Omega is you don't you don't have to build it you can use your resources to build something else because putting Kenny Omega defending the IWGP title against Hiroshi Tanahashi in the Tanahashi Rebirth story I think I mean he he won the Tokyo Sports MVP this year first time in four yep. years it's um. It's one of those things where I think the match sells itself. And you could have these little little times where they touch. And I think the show tonight with the tag match, the Golden Lovers against uh, Osprey and Tanahashi, I think that's where they really planned something. But with Kenny kind of being almost a face in a way, you're not going to have him like before Wrestle Kingdom 11 
where he gives the uh, Omega driver off the apron through a table to Okada. Like, he's not doing that to Tanahashi because he's not that Kenny anymore. And, you know, Tanahashi's just Tanahashi. This this match sells itself to me. I mean, I don't, I don't need... I, I know everything I need to know about this match. You don't need to put a story on it. You just need to go, here is our main events, and I'm... Okay, here we go. I guarantee you this is going to be good. Big match, Kenny, against Wrestle Kitty. You know, the, the WrestleMania Shawn Michaels of New Japan, the Wrestle Kingdom Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... I don't... I don't yeah, need well, to build with it. the new, new Japan fans, like, how are you going to sell a Tanahashi to them? Like, oh, it's just God. so different. He got he got cheered over Kota Ibushi in that G1 Finals. Remember, they booed Ibushi when he did those knees to the chest. They booed mm-hmm. Ibushi. So if these people are going to turn on Kota Abushi, who's so loved, I don't, I don't think they have to. I think just putting, because now you get all the, all the people going, wow, are they going to, if Kenny's leaving, is Tanahashi winning the title? Are we going to get a full rebirth of Hiroshi Tanahashi? Like, like to me, that's a big enough intrigue, because the one thing that this company has done with the last three I mean, I guess you could almost say five if you really want to go there. Wrestle Kingdom main events is I don't know who's going to win. When mm-hmm. I see, you know, I don't know, you know, person A and person B in the WWE, you kind of go, well, I know that person's going to win. Like when it was Lesnar and Goldberg, you knew Lesnar was going to win. You know, it's it wasn't wasn't too hard to figure that out, but. You know, you go back to Wrestle Kingdom 9, I went, okay, you know, Tanahashi, I believe that was the year he won the G1 again. I'm going, oh, man, I don't know if he, if Okada's going to beat him, if he's going to if he's gonna get another victory over him. Or, you know, this will probably be when Okada finally beats him. And Okada doesn't beat him. And, and I'm sitting there going, what the hell? How does Okada not beat him? He's your new ace. Now, mm-hmm. then you go into Wrestle Kingdom 10, and the rematch happens, and I'm going... I've seen this dog and pony show. They got to do it this time with Okada winning, but that's me going, they have to do it. Right. Right. So I don't know if he's going to beat him. Is he going to lose again? I, I, I could have, I swore to all of you guys, Kenny Omega's beaten Okada as much as it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. And, and Okada won. Tetsuya Naito's going to beat, beat Okada. He's got it. I don't want him to. I want, I want King Kazu to keep running wild, but you know, the red and the yellow brother, but you know, Naito's so hot. He's got to win. Right. And he doesn't like, I, you, you would think Kenny Omega is going to win this match, but maybe he doesn't like, that's the beauty of, of with this match is you have that same feeling. I don't need a build, spend more time, making Okada J. White an even bigger blood feud, so now you're third from the top match that doesn't have a title on the line, mm-hmm. is a main event. You know what I mean? It feels like a main event. Because everybody who who casually watches, you know, somebody like like um like like my buddy Do for look at Jordan as an example. You know, they they were over for Wrestle Kingdom, but they don't watch it regularly. So as much as we hype Jay White what do they know Jay White as? Well, he laid a goose egg against Tanahashi. Yep. Okay, well, we all kind of understood that, you know, it, it was his debut, his return. 
you know, it, it, Tanahashi just wasn't a perfect fit for a guy's debut because of Tanahashi's style. Like, it wasn't a bad match, but it wasn't – he should have beat Tanahashi. They booked it weird. You know, he might he hadn't figured out the character yet. He still was awkward. Now he's got this character down. So now is your, your, re, your redo to introduce Jay White. So keep building White and Okada. Jericho Naito sells itself. You don't even have to build that. Naito's, you know, and, and that's the weird thing, too, is with Jericho obviously not doing these shows, Naito's not even on these Road 2 tour shows. He's not even on either mm. of them because there's no Jericho. And so I think, I think by putting your ducks in a row and, and hyping up Jay White Okada should be your go-to. Omega Tanahashi is the main event, and I, I'm ready for the main event. But I, I, the fact that Abushi and Osprey is the opener, um, spoiler alert <laughs> for the next two matches, you know that might be the best match on the show. The Ishii Zack Saber might be the best match on the show. Sheeta uh-huh. and Taiji Shimori could steal the show. You know, Jay White is in there with a whole different beast of a person to be put in the ring with 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 Okada. How so crazy is know that if you're Jay White? J- you come in against Hiroshi Tanahashi, <laughs> then you fight Kazuchika <laughs> Okada. Do Wrestle Kingdoms back-to-back. And it's such a different Jay White. That's why it's such an exciting match, you know, that, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to this match than the last couple of main events with Okada because, again, I think this is something that can help elevate Jay White to the stratosphere. This is the guy that's going to, the next day, when you're there, front row at New Year's Dash, is going to take the title from Kenny Omega. I call that December 14th, 11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time. That will happen. Jay White will take the title from Kenny Omega as he prepares for the Royal Rumble. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm wondering is if we see Jay White beat Kenny o- or Kazuchika Okada, Which I think that could, be, that could be telling that we're going to see Tanahashi beat Omega. Ah. Because that to me says, well, now we have Tanahashi's first title defense. Yep. So it's, I think that's very telling as to what could happen. Because you could say, that's yeah. been eating me. People have been saying, yeah, but Wrestle Kingdom wasn't that good. So that's, you know, you could say that built me all this year, you know, to align with Gato and Jado and, you know, to take out the Rainmaker. I took him out at Wrestle Kingdom. Now, Tanahashi, I will take your title. Yeah, and it's, and it's a great story. And, I mean, this has been built so well, so well. Um, really, Cook, just kind of. I mean, obviously, we gave that away. Will Osprey defeats Taichi to become number one contender, in which Kota Ibushi beat her. Yeah, two, two, I went three and a half on both of them. I liked them both equally. I thought they were really fun. It was it was a nice, different Taichi where he was actually aggressive and yes. not doing a whole yes. BS. I I liked it. I said that's a good good. That's good why it was a match by... of the night. Because it was a different Taichi. <laughs> yeah. I, I gave this match, I mean, in reality, yeah, I, I gave it about three and three quarters. But this is in a Taichi where I, I was not flabbergasted of like, oh, again. Him bashing Will Ospreay before the bell ringing, I thought that was perfect because he's taking advantage of Ospreay's injury. I was like, kudos to you, Taichi. You're finally 
doing it the right way. And, and like you said, everything that he was doing in the ring, he cared. It just seemed, you know, like the Taichi we saw when he went heavyweight in the beginning, when he was dragging Naito away, you're like, all right, where's this guy going? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, shits the bed with the open, never, you know, open weight title there, uh, you know, creative or not, you know, it just wasn't that interesting. And, you know, I, I didn't know, obviously every, all points were signing to Osprey before a few glimpses, Ryan, I was like, damn, Taichi might win this thing instead of a three-way. <laughs> and I, I, and the one big thing that really stood out where I went, okay, I'm really digging what Taichi is doing is they had that, that, that uh, exchange on their feet with the forearms, I think it was, and he just, just punt kicked him yeah. right in the gut while he was standing up. And Osprey, I mean, it sounded like a choppy kicked him so hard. And Osprey fell like a tree. Mm-hmm. Like, that looked like a legit he wasn't ready for it and got the wind knocked out of him because he was down in pain. And I went, okay, that, this is good. This is, this is, this is enjoyable. You know, and Abushi Goto was exactly what you, what you'd expect. They had some good spots. They didn't go over the top with a lot of things, but they, you know, it, it was, um, you know, they hit all, they, they hit the classics is an easy way to put it. And yeah. to me, most of the classic G1 match. Yeah. Which I yeah, didn't they, really like. Um, so kudos to them. We know where that's going. And then the main event, LIJ, Evil Sonata defeat, Grills of Destiny. Bucks come out um, as expected since they're not booked on the show to make it a three-way, which we kind of figured. Match wasn't that good. I went two and a quarter. I I wasn't a fan of them making all these matches three-ways, but after watching what these two teams did, you know, because they wrestled tw- – They've they've wrestled twice in the last month. I didn't need to see them again the third time. So at least Mm -hmm. the Young Bucks will make the match better. Another, so we have two three ways for the tag team belts. Mm -hmm. I you know and and you know my complaint about the junior one. It's like, hey, they won the tag league, but it's just going to be another three way. So it really doesn't even matter if they win the tag league. Like that. Same thing here. What's the point of the tag leagues in 2018, Ryan? If we're yeah. just going to get rematches and then throw in, in, oh, here's a different team. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind but of Like annoying. you said, it'll make it better. And to be honest, I, I'm kind of excited due to the fact that, A, it'll be two uh, triple threat tag matches the Bucks will have in less than a month. Um, and, B, what's even crazier is this is their rematch. They never got their proper rematch from mm-hmm. uh, losing the titles. Uh, to Gorillas of Destiny. So um, I'm kind of excited to see that and, and see them. And Oh, no, yeah, you get Evil and Sonata kind of thrown in um, as well. So, yeah, that, that definitely picked up um, on my radar with uh, some Matt and Nick Jackson action there. And, and to be fair to the Young Bucks, when they lost those tag belts to Gorillas of Destiny, that's the best Tongaloa has looked ever in a match. Mm-hmm. To me. So we know they can get good stuff out of G.O.D. So... Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. It's going to be exciting. Um, we're going to try to come back to you in the next couple of days here and knock out some more of the DDT Grand Prix. Um, depending where we are in our lives, we may have uh, Final Battle Progress 80 to talk about, depending what date is TLC. So we got a lot of wrestling. It's just, it's hard to keep up there with how much we're watching. Next week. 
Yeah, I, I mean, we, we literally might have to with how much we're watching. You know, and then if they just randomly drop Progress 81 in the next couple of days, there's another thing on our plate. So. But uh, we're going to skedaddle before Blog Talk kicks us a third time, because third time's a charm, obviously. Um, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Ryan, who do you got? Daniel Bryan. Becky Lynch, Asuka, and Charlotte, do they do the unthinkable and give Asuka the title? Um, I hope it's Which, her and not Why not? That was, I, I have a bad feeling Charlotte's going to win, but I, I think Asuka should win. Because you've got to get the belt off of Becky so she can get in the Rumble. Because she's got to, yep. you know, if they're going to do Becky Ronda, she's got to win that Rumble. So this is the match you do it because it's not. The, the beauty of her losing the belt right now, where, whether they, they booked it this way intentionally or unintentionally. Well, obviously unintentionally because they weren't planning on doing those two at Mania. But she doesn't have to get beat now because it's a ladder match. So I think it's perfect. I just, I'm really scared they're just going to go back to Charlotte and go, ah, here's your 14th title already. Is it silly that they're going to throw Becky Lynch into a match of this caliber right after a broken face and a concussion? Wild. Uh, Speaking of concussions, uh, does Nia Jax hurt Ronda Rousey? Um, Well, I think for... The whole, for her, I, I hope for her sake she doesn't, because if she stiffs her and Ronda gets mad, um, I mean you have a legit fighter. It's you got somebody like, like all right, you know that you know now Ronda to me seems like the the consummate pro where if something happened I think she just goes along she with it not. because she doesn't want to. Yeah, but I, I mean this is the one person you probably don't want to stiff. Yeah, uh, unintentionally like that. And to be honest, if you injure Rhonda, you're probably getting a uh, future endeavor the next day. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it might be, it's, it, you know, look, it's, it's the same thing. What do they say to you guys? The minute she signed, I said in a year, she will be the biggest draw in the company. And she, to me is the biggest draw. In that in a year. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and it's, in the and she's going to main event after she debuted a year later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and think of this. She's going to be the first woman to main event WrestleMania, you know, and she'll mm-hmm. have a dance partner. But it, it, at this point, what else are you going to main event with? You know, I, I supposedly Triple H wants Brock and Rollins, and Vince wants McIntyre and Corb or um, what's his name? Strowman. So, I, I, <laughs> if that's the main... I love that he laughs. Supposedly, Vince wants Drew to take the title from Strowman at WrestleMania, from what I've been told. No, that's what you do at, like, Roadblock, bruh. Um, <laughs> does Marty Skrull come bruh. out during Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, just to punch out Dean Ambrose for blatantly stealing his gimmick? Ooh. You know what? Talking I'll to you, Mr. You Good. I really can't really can't tell you next because we're leaving. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We got a lot of wrestling to watch, guys. Thanks for coming on. It's this is a wacky show. We had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun, Alex. This was goofy. Um, yeah, was once great. again, I'm just going to leave you guys with this. Thanks for listening. Episode 101 of the books. Here is your lasting impression of Alex Mello and Ryan Cook. <laughs> Ha 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 